Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boule. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boule, as always. And as you might be able to guess, we are continuing our player review slash preview series for another episode Going all the way down the list, we're moving on to the third line for a guy who could potentially see a big jump in minutes this season. And one of the guys I'm keeping my eyes on the most for this upcoming season, Alex Newhook, coming into his first full sophomore season after his first rookie season last year, played against the Blues in the playoffs in his rookie year. Kind of had a full season this year. We really started to see what he can be. I liked what we saw from him. The playoffs just didn't really get a ton of opportunity to play, but I think the regular season showed there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, I mean, we we knew going into the season that Alex Newhook was going to be a key contributor to the team um, or had the chance to be a key contributor. Uh, just so happened the Avs added a ton of pieces at the deadline that made him get get pushed down the lineup a little bit but uh with the Nazem Kadri news becoming official with him going to the Calgary Flames uh something we've expected for a long time now the Avs do have a hole at second line center um and I think we're both on the same page that we would like to see Alex Newhook get that chance to that would be the the perfect scenario is Alex Newhook comes into training camp and proves that he is ready to take that second line role is that what's going to happen that might be a different story coming into a, a sophomore season, but he definitely he definitely has the potential to do it because what I remember the most about Newhook from this last season is not early on after he came back from the minors where he's scoring all these points and a bunch of goals. It was like back in February to March where he wasn't scoring. I remember coming on this show pretty much after every game and being like, I love the way Alex Newhook is playing. 
even if he's not scoring, he's still doing the right things and making his presence known in the lineup. He's not one of those rookies where all he does is score and then he goes cold and he can't play defense. He was playing great defense all season long. He was just doing a really solid job, which tells me more than anything that he absolutely is going to stick around in the NHL for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's the luxury the Avs have is they don't have to rush a guy like Alex Newhook. He can take his time on the third and fourth line getting in those big reps, and he's going to have a huge chance coming up this next year to really up his point production. Um, And I agree with you. I mean, he played very well in the regular season, even when he wasn't scoring. Um, And I'm really looking forward to see what he can do uh, this next upcoming season. Yeah, should probably mention, finished the regular season this year, played 71 games, scored 13 goals, scored 33 points. A lot of those came in bunches. A lot of them came pretty early in the season. I mean, it kind of got brushed aside after a little while. He spent a month in the AHL. He played the first game against the Blackhawks, didn't do anything, and the coaching staff just decided he's not ready right now. Sent him down for a while comes back up against Vancouver on November 11th and he over the next seven games he scores six points the potential's there man and I, I think once again that's a luxury the abs got to have they could send him down to the minors and it didn't really affect the team at the top um but you could tell when he was playing in the minors he he he's better than everyone down there like he, he dominated when he was down there uh so it was really just a matter of time for him to get back up there and like you said, with 33 points for a third-line guy, that's pretty solid production. Like You can't really complain with that for a third-line guy. No, not at all. And like I said, a lot of these came in bunches. A lot of them came relatively early in the season for him. Like I said, that little six and seven streak for him. He, f- he followed that up with four straight games with zero points, followed that up with four straight games with points. And it kind of went on like that for about most of the season. But even then, like... Usually you look at this stuff for a rookie, big stretch of scoring, big stretch of not scoring, and a bunch of defensive holes and everything. But like I said, I like the way he played when he wasn't scoring, where he was just responsible in his role and not being a detriment to the team. And he's still only 21 and is only going to be 22 in in January. It's not like where he's turning 21 next week before the season, or I'm sorry, 22 (laughs) next week before the season. Like, there's a lot of room for growth with Alex Newhook, and I am remarkably encouraged with how he was in a in a role on a very deep team where there's not a lot of room for advancement. No, there's not a lot of room for advancement. I'm looking at his game logs right now, and <laughs> that stretch you're talking about where he didn't score is you have to scroll for a little bit. But even then, I mean, he's still consistently playing around 15, 16 minutes in those games. There's only a handful of them where he's a minus in. So that just shows you he's being smart defensively. Um, I I really do think that with more playing time, if he gets up into that 18 minute range, which if he is the second line center, I think he can get there. Um, we could see a massive jump in production for him coming up next year. Yeah. I mean, Alex Newhook to me is probably one of the biggest question marks on this team for me because he can definitely take that big jump. He has his big opportunity at second line center. And at the end of the season, we're talking about he scores like 60 points or something like that. Or it could be he goes from 33 to 40 points this season. Because the thing with Newhook is he's kind of in a perfect spot development wise where he had his time in the minors and in the juniors and everything he's had two playoff runs at this point with the team and 
if even if he doesn't take over the second line center role this year, it's not the end of the world. And no one in the organization is going to be like, well, we should probably start moving on from this kid because you still have Rantanen who can step into that second line role. You have Comfer as, as much as we'll talk about Comfer in his episode, but you can have Comfer move up to second line center if need be. You can still sign someone and Really, the season after this one is when you really want to see Newhook step into that role. Him doing it this season would be ideal, but would also be probably a little ahead of schedule. I agree. I think it's a little ahead of schedule. I think if if we get 60 points out of Alex Newhook next regular season. You're dancing. Yeah, that, that is a huge win. Huge win. Like you, you don't have to do anything at the deadline. You don't have to add anyone. You just have that guy internally. That would be... Perfect world, everything goes right. But he is still 21, and sometimes a sophomore slump does happen. Those happen across the league sometimes. Yeah, they definitely happen, but I I just don't see that happening for him. I, I really think we're going to be talking about next year he has 55, 60 points. Um, if he is getting that second-line minutes, um, I don't think there's as much of an opportunity in this year coming up where he can get bumped down in the lineup by anyone. Um, because as deep as the Avs were last year, they're still deep this year, but they aren't nearly as deep as they were for game one against Nashville. So um, yeah, because that's going too. to get yeah, he's going to get a fair chance to hold down that second line center spot. Yeah, I mean, because we kind of all forgot about that. The game one against Nashville, one of the big things we were talking about for that entire series is how is Alex Newhook not playing right now? The Avs were just so hilariously deep that they could just take out their third line center because yeah, the matchup doesn't work here and we can do that. And we can score seven goals a game because we're the fucking abs and we can do whatever we want. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was shocking. I remember it was definitely frustrating because yeah, it didn't like, make it, a ton of sense because especially for me, because I gassed up new hook all season long. It's like, yeah. this guy doesn't need to be scoring. He just does his job. I don't see how this makes any sense. Like he's not like he's bad defensively, but it worked. We swept Nashville. I mean, it worked, but we all we heard was that uh, it was the physicality they were fearing in that series. And I, I think Newhook handles physicality okay. I mean, I, he's not the biggest had, guy in the world. Yeah. But. We had the options to take him out and answer Nashville's more physical game just yeah. because we have so many options. And it probably wouldn't have played to Newhook's strengths at all. And he would have been someone that Nashville was going to target. And like I've said a million times throughout the season, we just have the luxury to just go and do that. Because what like what would we have needed Newhook for in that series? To score? We yeah, can I mean, we can do that. Yeah. We didn't need him, which was good. Um, but it was definitely shocking. Uh, but I, I think that just ties back into the point going into next year. There's not as many options to bump him down right. or take him out of the line. That's, that's he's, not he's going, going to, to be a day one starter. He's yeah. going to be. Yeah, that's just simply not going to happen at any point next season. Not game one of the playoffs, not game one of the season, not game 50 of the season. Alex Newhook is going to be a full mainstay in the roster this season. It's just a it's just a matter of where he sticks. And I don't think he's going to start the season as the second line center. I think no matter even what no matter what he does in training camp or anything, I still think they're going to give that look to possibly Rantanen, first of all, maybe Kompfer, first of all. Game 30, game 40, however, I think could be a totally different story. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely that whole left by Nazem Kadri is a massive one, but 
you don't need to replace Nazem Kadri with just one player. If you can replace him with two or three and platoon and get that production, um, I think the Avs will do that. So yeah. I agree with you. I think we'll probably see Miko start there most, but as we've seen with Bednar, he's he's going to tinker with his lineup throughout the regular season yeah. because the Avs are good enough where they probably, if everything goes right and there's not an alternate world going out there and the Avs are fighting for a playoff spot, like he's he's going to be able to tinker with his lineup. Yeah, and he's going to tinker with the lineup all the way through game 82 because this it does not matter until game one of the playoffs. Like you yeah. might see Newhook playing on the top line some nights just, just to see his fit with like McKinnon and Landeskog or whatever. And the whole regular season is just going to be an experiment just to see what's going to work once we get to when things actually matter. And it's like I've said, Newhook is... My biggest question mark for the season, can he take that big step and jump into a second line role? I think we have to temper maybe our expectations a little bit with a 21 a year old in his sophomore season. Like, is he going to come out and score 60 points immediately next season and be over 20 goals? He could be. He has That'd the talent really cool. to be that. That'd be but really cool. Sometimes things just take a little time. Yeah. I mean, Look at what how long it took Nathan McKinnon to really take off in this league. Took him like what year four is when you really started taking off. Yeah, took an act took an actual coaching staff. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think we can expect Alex Newhook to get to 60 points. I just based off what we saw last season, based off just the skill set that he has, I really think 60 points is a possibility for him. It's a possibility for sure. I I think if he hits 50, I'm absolutely satisfied with that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm satisfied with that too, but we saw a guy like Berkey last year who we all gave a ton of shit to. He still put up, what, 65 last year? Like, Yeah, he put up over 60. Yeah. I mean, the abs are so loaded with offensive talent. Um, I love that part where you just brought up. He could be playing first line. Could you imagine a line with him, McKinnon, and Nachushkin? That'd be a fucking sick line, dude. Yeah, like, that'd be a very, very fun line. Also, yeah. one of the things about Alex Newhook I think gets kind of underrated sometimes is his shot. I remember oh, yeah. back in, in January, we were doing a live stream for the Blackhawks game, and I just went on a rant about just how much talent Alex Newhook has. And I think like two minutes later, he just put like a vicious shot through oh. Marc-Andre Fleury, like just gliding into the zone. And he has the potential for 50, 60 plus points. At his peak, I think he's absolutely the long-term solution at second line center. It's yes. just the question is, is it right now? We don't know because we've had we we had this conversation like back when you first came on the show of like, what do you do with Alex Newhook this season with Kadri most likely leaving at the end of the year? Are you slowly going to start to implement him into that second line center role just to prepare him for when Kadri leaves and then you plug Newhook in right there? Yeah, and, but I don't think anyone predicted Kadri putting up that many points. No, no not at all. No, the, our plans kind of got uh, put to the side, but. I mean, you look at his shooting position, he shot 11% last year, like, yeah. w- which is crazy for a guy who went like 20 games without scoring a goal. That's still a pretty high shooting percentage. Yeah, and I, I feel like he's just on like a very normal trajectory yeah. for like a, a young player who's currently 21. He scored 33 points last year in his first rookie season. That's pretty reasonable. And next season, I expect a pretty like normal jump up to maybe like 50 points or something like that. Yeah, I definitely see that. I mean, I I just, 
I'm trying to temper my expectations, but just knowing this guy's skill set, like I just think back, do you remember that goal he scored in Ottawa where he just undressed the entire Ottawa defense and scored? Like that's the type of potential this kid has. So I really do think that 60 points, honestly, like that sounds like a, a really good peak. I think that might be just like the beginning for him. Like, I really think this kid has 75 point potential. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think this season is when we're really going to start to be able to, to set our expectations for the future on what Alex Newhook really is. Cause rookie seasons, they're a crap shoot. And sometimes you get into a slump and a guy really never changes. I don't see that at all happening with Newhook. Because, again, I liked his consistency, even when he wasn't scoring. That was my main takeaway from him all season long, is even when things aren't working offensively and there's no shots going in and he can't even pick up an assist, he's still working hard, and he's still doing the right things on the ice every single night. And eventually, a guy with that kind of talent and with that kind of mindset is going to get rewarded. Yeah, and he will. And, I mean, if you go about look at the playoffs, when he finally came into the lineup and cracked the lineup, what was it game four against St. Louis? Yeah. He played four and five against St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, he was an immediate effect. Uh, he played great. You go into the Western conference finals against Edmonton. He sets up JT Comfer on a beautiful goal to tie the game after Vander Kane had scored to give the Oilers a one, nothing lead. And after that, he was just, he was a mainstay in the lineup for the rest of the playoffs. And I thought he had a pretty decent Stanley cup final too. Yeah. I mean, he, you talk about a guy who really didn't play that much in the playoffs he only started playing in game one of the Western Conference final outside of the two games against St. Louis and was really just kind of in a sink or swim situation against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And <laughs> he did his job. I mean, he didn't play a ton. He played six minutes and he played 16 minutes in game two against Tampa where he had two points, then nine, 11 minutes, 10 minutes and eight minutes. I mean, very high pressure situation. But again, can you really point at anything where Alex Newhook was like, oh man, he's just kind of out of his depth here. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1 thousand dollars that's right make your first bet up to one thousand dollars and if you don't win you'll get another shot to cash in you can throw down on all the major action for baseball golf mma and more plus with same game parlays spreads money lines over unders and props your betting options feel endless even though hockey's over there is still plenty to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook and best of all DraftKings is safe secure and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. No, I mean, if you think about it too, like... Granted, very sheltered minutes, but yeah, they were very sheltered out. minutes. But he didn't do anything that made you go, "Why the fuck is this guy out there?" Right. He didn't do anything like that. So, right. and and that's against Tampa, like the ultimate four check and pressure team. He handled it fine, and the more games Alex Newhook plays, the better he's going to get. Like that's just that's just how it's going to be. Um, so 
with a full season this upcoming year, I just, the sky's the limit for this kid. It truly is. Yeah, because he he can absolutely establish himself as the bona fide second line center. You keep ranting and up on the top line with McKinnon and Landeskog. You don't have to trade a first or anything, especially in this upcoming draft where right now Connor Bedard is going out of his mind yep. in the the World Juniors and this incredibly deep draft. You might want to hold on to that first round pick just in case. If Newhook steps in and proves that he can take that spot, you can just hold on to that. You can hold on to Sean Barron's and everything. And if, even if he doesn't, it's not the end of the world because you do still have options. Yeah. And you have all your assets that you can trade to get a second line center. So my advice to as fans is don't freak out. They're going to let new hook take as many chances that he can get to assume that role. Um, and if it doesn't work out as we're getting closer to the trade deadline, that's when we can expect some moves. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be uh, Oh shit. Like when you trade for someone after like 10 games, that's yeah. just not how it's going to be. But I mean, it's, he's going to have every opportunity to accomplish his potential this year. I, I really do think that. Yeah. So they're going to, they're going to put him in a position to succeed. There's going to be no one to blame, but Alex Newhook, if things don't work out, you, you're in a perfect spot. You're already a Stanley cup champion. You had plenty of sheltered minutes last year in your rookie season. You've had two separate playoff runs to get under your belt and you're going to be in a position now where now the second line center slot slot is open. It's yours for the taking, man. It's there if you want it. And I think he's going to take it. So um, what are we, what are we thinking? We've kind of tiptoed around it, but if if you could put prediction for where Alex Newhook's going to be point wise, where are you thinking goals wise? I'm thinking just South of 20 goals, maybe about 18. And I'm going to say 50 points on the dot. Okay. I'm going to say he gets to 20 goals just because we've seen just the Avs top six. Like you can pretty much slot every guy getting 20 goals. I mean, that's just how talented this team is offensively. Um, I think with his chance to play on more on the second power play unit as well. Um, I just think we're thinking 20 goals. And I, I really think he gets 60 points and he may be pushing 65. I really do. My only like, thing is that. I've talked like, myself into it. Yeah. If he hits. 20 goals and 60 points. He's also going to have to put up 40 assists as well. And it's possible. It's possible for sure, but it would be a pretty significant jump from where he was last year to go from 20 to 40. He'd be doubling his assist. And he he can do it. He definitely can do that. So I think the, I think 50 is a good like ceiling for him. I think like that 45, 50, if he's there at the end of the season, then I'd say it's a pretty successful season for him. Yeah, I mean, it's successful, but is 40 or 50 points going to be enough for this team at second line center? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, yeah. again, I think it's going to be a platoon thing. I just, I don't think Newhook comes in and is the glued to that second line center role all season. I think there's going to be games where he is there. There's going to be games where Rantanen's there, and there's going to be games where Comfort there. Because if there's games where Newhook, is not in the top six. We're talking about him playing with Logan O'Connor and maybe like Ben Myers on other nights. Like there might, there might be some games where there's just not a ton of opportunities for points. That's true. I, I just really, I guess the thing is, is so on our next episode, we're going to talk more about JT Comfort. We know what JT Comfort is. Yeah. He's 20. We know what he is. Yeah. We, we know what he is. It might be, uh, that might be a pretty short episode. Yeah. But, 
Alex Newhook, I think, has way more potential to be better than JT Comfer. But for this Avs team, that's a championship caliber team. Are you going to put the guy who you know where he's going to get you 15 to 20 goals and he's just going to be solid defensively, not do too much out there? Is that the guy you stick with or do you put the guy with more potential up there? And Alex Newhook. Right. I really think that's going to be the question of training camp and the preseason and probably a majority of the regular season. Yeah. And it's like I said earlier, it's all there for Newhook to take. If Newhook proves himself to even to be the same as Comfer, they're going to put Newhook in that spot so he can continue to grow into it. Like it's all right there for him to take. There's no one else to blame here if this doesn't work. There isn't, but I just. I really just think you need to give him that chance because we're talking about he's going to be an RFA after next year, or is it the yeah, year after? He's, he's got one year left on his entry-level deal. So it it really is – it's going to be interesting because if he does do 65 points, what's he going to – what's his offer going to be? Is he going to make like $4 it's, million? It's going to be a bridge deal, probably yeah. $4 million for two years or something like that yeah. just so we can squeeze a few more years of avoiding that cap hell. Yeah, and then you have – I just because if he goes 50 points, you're probably talking around like 2.5. Yeah, 2.5 around that area, two years. Then I think in those next two years, he gets above 60, 70 points in that area. Then you talk about like that five, six million dollar extension. Yeah, I, I want to ask you something because this is. I feel like I'm having flashbacks of another player who's played for the Avs. Do you think this could be another Tyson Joe situation? I don't I don't really think so I mean Tyson Jost people always like hyped him up as being like a true two-way player and there were times that he showed he had that potential new hooks skill set to me just seems a lot more developed at this point in his career than Jost was it's a possibility some sometimes with these young players things just don't always work out the way you intend them to but for Newhook, he just has a broader skill set than Jost does. And he just seems further along than where Jost was. And it's like I said, we rushed Jost. Jost, when he oh, came yeah. to the NHL, was not ready. Newhook no. has proved he's he's ready to go. If they felt like he needed to be in the minors, he'd still be there. And they did that at the beginning of last season. I feel like he's exactly where he needs to be right now. And Jost was a mistake. He wasn't a, he wasn't a mistake to pick him there. But the way we handled it was a mistake. I don't think we're doing that with Newhook. Yeah, no. I mean, I just look at it because, I mean, Jost was his first year, he had 26 points um, around the same kind of. Yeah, I guess Newhook has more potential. Yeah, I forgot how much we rushed, rushed Tyson Jost. Yeah. Like he could have been so good and they just, he never got a chance to get his confidence built up. Yeah, I mean, cause there, there was no reason for him to play in 17, 18. There, no. there really just wasn't any reason for him to be playing. Like the fact that he only played five games in the AHL that year, like that, that shouldn't have happened. No, I just worry because I feel like we talked the same way about Jost uh, in the, like in those same years, like 2017, 2018, we talked about, oh, Jost is going to be able to take that step, and he just never took that step forward. I mean, the, we talk about Tyson Jost as a 10th overall pick. The 2016 draft was just not very good. No. It really wasn't. Like, a 10th overall pick in 2016 is just, like, yeah. Like, Logan Brown was the next pick. And Newhook, the 2019 draft it was better. 
there's much better players in that draft. And what was what was New Hook back then? Was he the 16th overall pick? Like right, like right after Cole Caulfield. Yeah, it's a deeper draft. He has a lot of potential. And Jost, we fucked that one up. We can be honest with that. We fucked that one up. And now he's with Minnesota now, and we don't have to deal with that cap hit anymore. Yeah. I just worry because that, that that's the risk you take with young players. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a risk with New Hook, and it's a risk with every young player in yep. the league. If you don't handle their development right, there's a chance that they just kind of mellow out as a 30 point player. Or there's the a rest chance of they mellow career. out, or they turn into a Nathan McKinnon when they right. just burst out of all. I right. don't think New Hook is going to do that. But... I, I don't think so either because it's, it's like I've said throughout this episode. I think the way they've handled his development is just about perfect. I think he's on a very normal trajectory and they're giving him natural room to grow. Yeah. I mean, the abs have been pretty – like, Jost is a, is a bad one. Ranton, they kept him down in the minors for a whole year and he came in and dominated the league. So – I, I agree. I just I, I was wondering just for the sake of conversation, maybe are, are we hyping yeah. him up like new hook? Like I, I actually I actually really enjoyed my answer because the first half of it was nonsense and I was stalling until I could, <laughs> until I could think of my actual answer. So I can't wait to listen back to that when I'm editing and be like, what the what would, what does that mean? I didn't yeah, say, no, I was, I was say like, stats. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> I, was uh, like, yeah. I did not say anything for like 30 seconds. I was like politicians speak. Yeah. You filibuster. That was yeah, great. I was, I was filibustering until I could actually think of an answer. But, <laughs> but I, I just wondered because it is there. There's it's just a crapshoot with young players. You just never know what they're going to turn into. Yeah, um, and and it's a fair question. But let's wrap this one up. What grade are you thinking for Alex Newhook from last season? I might give him a B. I like that one. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do for most of the season. I'm gonna go with B as well there's a lot more potential with him 33 points i mean that's not bad for a third line center role in his rookie season and he he did a lot of the right things the consistency should be there a lot more in the future at least i'm, I'm hoping that it is he's shown a lot of the right things in his skill set i feel like a b is very fair for where he yeah. was last season well and we say third line center but there was sometimes where he was playing fourth line minutes yeah and so. in in the playoffs he was playing like sometimes eight minutes a game so I think B's fair. I think there's definitely a possibility he can get to a B plus, A minus next year. Um, yeah, I mean, I if he if he has 60 points next season, like that's an A. Yeah, 100%. It's just where is that? Uh, what's it going to be? What's the situation going to be? I think in an ideal world for both of us, we're talking about Alex Newhook is second line center game one of the playoffs. Yeah. That's our ideal world. It's per- That it's means everything world. went right. Yeah, it's everything the perfect we talk world. Everything we where new hook takes over the role. You don't have to do anything else and you're fine. You know that the, if the abs don't do anything at the trade deadline and they just stick with new hook, they're going to get so much shit for it. So much shit for it. Yeah. Well, but, we can tackle all that when yeah. it comes, when it comes, because that, talking... is, that is in what, like March. Yeah. Like it is mid August. We're talking 2023 when that could yeah. happen. Yeah. So we'll see where all that goes in time. That's going to do it for us on this edition of the Till It As It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. When we'll be back in a couple of days, we'll be talking about JT Comfer. I know we've met, we always manage to go longer than we think we do, just like on this one. But I don't imagine Comfer is going to be a 30-minute one. But we'll see where that goes when we record it. It might be. You never know. And then after that, we, we've kind of decided we're not going to do like the Cogliano helm. We're going to put them all into one and just make it a, a fourth line depth 
episode where we talk about Cogliano, Helm, O'Connor, maybe a little bit about Ben Myers, guys like that. And then once we're done with that, then we're going to jump to Devontae's in the defense. Yep. So get excited. Yep, we'll get to all of that in time. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in. Use promo code TELLITABS, it is, on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. But if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at TELLITABS, it is. But that's going to do it for us on this edition. One more thing. Go buy some TELLITABS, it is stickers. Oh, yes. Go buy Go Go give us money. Go buy our stuff on the <laughs> on the website. Essentially, we released a Tell It Abs It Is stickers, just the the logo of our show. If you want it, I mean, we go. It I guess looks pretty get, cool. We get the points. For, we get points for creativity with that one for sure. Yeah. We were up in the lab all night thinking of <laughs> the design that Dylan made when I first started this show back in 2020, but that's up for sale. Just the little stickers. You can go up there and buy them. We'd appreciate it. Best way to support the show. If you're feeling willing to do so, you, you don't have to, there's no pressure. So, but again, thank you all so very much for tuning in and we will catch you all next time talking about JT Comfer. but until then let's go abs. <laughs>